Vyasu. This morning we return to Shamatha without a sign or awareness of awareness in the first phase. And so just to run, very briefly run through the different stages of the practice, I think you probably recall at the very beginning, after settling the body, speech, and mind, then you simply place your awareness in the space in front of you evenly. But the big point here is that you really do your best not to take anything as an object. So your eyes are open, but you just place it evenly, not focusing even on space, not even yet making even a point of trying to invert your awareness in upon consciousness, just to really do nothing at all. And so in the absence of doing anything, you have no choice but being. Not being is not an option. So you simply be. And being is being present, being conscious, And so it's really shaving off all the doing. We did a lot of doing as we attended to the in and out breath and watched the thoughts and watched this and watched that. And now we're not watching anything for that brief interlude right at the beginning of the practice. It's just pure being. And so there's not doing anything at all and it's really as effortless as possible. But of course, as you're just resting your awareness in the present moment, then you are seeking to do so without any wavering, that is, the the attention wandering off, so without distraction, without grasping. And then as we start the oscillation, there's an inversion into just the experience of consciousness itself, so even a more forceful withdrawal from all appearances, from all objective appearances, subjective appearances, appearances of all kinds, Just a withdrawal right into, again, I like the phrase, the nucleus of awareness itself. So it does take some concentration, some effort, some focus, and then this utter release. And I think you will find that the more sharply you're able to concentrate, the more fully you'll be able to release. And the more fully you're able to release, utterly let go, the more powerfully you'll be able to invert your awareness right in upon itself. So here's this oscillation. I would suggest you not think of it as linear, that is, forward and backward, but simply a withdrawal from all appearances, subjective and objective, right? And then just a release into non-objectivity. We say space, space as in the absence of anything. So we're not even attending to space, just releasing the awareness into non-objectivity and then withdrawing. You do this at your own pace, if you still find it helpful, in conjunction with the rhythm of the breath. But eventually you will want to disengage that so you can be single-pointedly focused on this awareness of awareness. So this release into non-objectivity, the inversion into the sheer luminosity, the sheer cognizance of awareness itself. I've mentioned in the past that this practice, this awareness of awareness, is the one that is most, how do you say, most like Vajrayana in one particular way. In terms of taking the fruition as the path. So what's the fruition of practicing shamatha? Just this one shamatha, not vipassana and all the rest. But what's the fruition? What's the end point, the culmination? Well, you know, it's your mind dissolves into the substrate consciousness. And having done so, you are luminously, blissfully, non-conceptually aware of the substrate. Right? And so we're taking that endpoint, that culmination, that full flowering of the shamatha practice. And we're incorporating that, the end, right into the method itself. So as we're, re- as we're releasing 
We're releasing into non-objectivity, no appearances, no object. Right at the very beginning, just before we begin the oscillation, if I could just pick you up and transport you into a perfect sensory deprivation tank, that's what I would do. When you're, when you're just sitting there and totally being and not attending to any appearances, well, of course, the appearances keep on pushing in. They push in the tactile sensations, the visual, the auditory, and so it's hard not to pay any attention to them. So if I could, I would just for that, I would just pick you up and just dunk you like a donut in some nice warm chocolate syrup. I would just dip you in an, a sensory deprivation tank so you would have nothing appearing to you. And it would be very easy to do nothing. And just to rest there, and then having rested there for a while, something's going to dawn on you. And of course, that is that you're not dead. Or if you are dead, it was more than you expected. <laughs> and that is, it's not what the materialists crack it up to be. It's just total relief, blotto, all problems finished, no longer conscious. So sorry. Consciousness just doesn't lend itself to annihilation. And so here in this practice, when you're releasing, when you're back into the oscillation, when you're releasing, you release into your best approximation of the substrate. And when you invert, you invert into your best approximation of the sheer luminosity of your own substrate consciousness. Now, and at this point I'll, I'll draw it to a close, engage in the oscillation as much as you like. For some of you, maybe not much at all. Some of you are really drawn to it. But insofar as it's helpful, as you're inverting your awareness, that naturally helps to overcome laxity. As you release your awareness, naturally overcomes excitation. And at some point, you may, fail, you, you may find, you know, I'm kind of in the flow here. I'm, I get it. Even when I'm, I'm releasing, I'm still aware of awareness. When I'm inverting, I'm vividly aware of awareness. Uh, maybe no longer necessary. So you can then release either all of a sudden or gently release the oscillation until you simply let your awareness come and rest in the center. The center prior to any demarcation of in and out. So you're not coming in, you're not going out. You just let your awareness rest in, 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 its, own, in its own place, holding its own ground. Right? Non-conceptually, so you may rather rapidly have a sense of non-duality, of outer, inner, subject, object, because the substrate consciousness is largely beyond all such conceptual bifurcations. And then you can rest there and simply continue for the rest of the session. If you start getting wobbly, if you start getting caught up in thoughts, or start getting dull, if you start just getting spaced out and you're not really apprehending anything at all, set up the oscillation again, because that'll, that'll sharpen it up. And you're inverting, you really know you're aware. When you're releasing, you're utterly letting go of all thoughts, appearances, and so forth. Okay? So that's pretty much the practice. Someone has asked me, at least one person, for the awareness of awareness, is it necessary to go through all the phases every time you sit down? Uh, and that is this phase, tomorrow venturing into the experience of being the agent, and so on. And the answer is no. No. This is the most elaborate, the richest, multifaceted approach to awareness of awareness that I've seen. There may be more elaborate ones, I just haven't seen them. This one from Padmasambhava. But as I'm sure you'll recall by now, Tsongkhapa's approach is just like, like a stiletto. It's so sharp, so pointed, and so brief. And that is just rest in the sheer luminosity, the sheer cognizance of awareness. Sit down, do that, 
do that until you achieve shamatha. One step. <laughs> All right? So either way you like it, as you like it, let's find a comfortable position and practice. <laughs>